management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon. It is John DePietro on this Wednesday. This is The John DePietro Show. Welcome. Um, I want to thank Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. You heard him last hour on uh, AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Dot, 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 with the big dot. This portion of the program with the big dot is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Dot, 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 with the big dot. Big John Bina. Time to turn before you burn with the big dot. Kinks are coming up. All right, folks. Uh, it's going to be that type of program. One, obviously, between the uh, Facebook Lives and also uh, watching, staying up late uh, to watch the convention. Then <coughs> I get a little wired after that. Sleep does not come easy. But this portion of the program uh, for the noon hour is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, stop it and see them. Your chance to stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right across from where alleys used to be before they became Antifa Donuts. And right now, this is a tremendous time of year. Listen, it's been dry, but the fall, this is the time to do your planting. And they have beautiful ornamental peppers, four, six-inch pots, fall mums, kale are coming along nicely. Stop it and see them. They have a great Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them at Facebook and also their website is prmaterials.shop. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. We uh, do that, I think, just for the first hour today. But uh, good news, later this afternoon, folks, I will be at the Trump Store in Smithfield. We're going to do a Facebook Live from the Trump Store in uh, Smithfield. The address is on the Facebook page. I'd love to see you come out. We're going to have some Trump gear to give away. Uh, gear up. I, I think there could be another boat parade. Certainly the uh, day night of the convention. Uh, tonight is uh, night three. Last night was uh, fantastic. But this afternoon, I'd love to see you between four and five. Pop in the Trump store. The address is uh, we'll be doing a Facebook Live. It's a lot of fun. Get a chance to see you. It's under nice confines. The crowd there is always good. It's a lot better than when Juan goes up to Federal Hill and gets, hey, that's right, the people. Defund the police. F you to Pedro. FTP, free the people, racist police. FTP. It's a lot better than that that was going on at uh, Federal Hill. Now, listen, we have a special guest coming up at 1230 this afternoon, and then we will have a um, another guest regarding the convention, probably coming up next hour. Next hour. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. I apologize. When Juan does so much talking... Um, Juan's throat gets a little dry, but I want to be uh, the first one. And again, uh, please share that you're watching. If you want to get in touch with me, remember you just go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which has just been so out of control lately. Uh, Record volume. This is a record month on the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And just go, you can listen live, but then you can also, it says contact Juan or contact, that means me. And then you can see all the different stories, such as the new mob arrives on Federal Hill. And I want to um, start off with that. I am going to talk about Melania and have a bed midler going after the first lady. I thought Melania Trump last night. You want to talk about an elegant first lady. She was so impressive and tremendous. And yet the trolls, they're so filled with hatred. I'm going to read you some of the things from bed midlers. 
Twitter feed. Just so hateful. They're just rotten. Uh, I can't stand them. And it's it's real. I know they think that they hate us. But what they need to understand is we, we I, can't, I can't stand those people. But I want to first start off, if you go to the website, TheBeatDrop.com, the new mob arrives on Federal Hill. And folks, what I mean by that is, as many people know, and I know a lot about it, I have, uh, am considered an expert on organized crime, certainly in the New England region. Many of you know that when I follow the trials, I know people that uh, are members of organized crime. They are still, they're still around. Uh, and I, um, you know, I have no reason to be against them or anything like that. I know a lot about it growing up in Rhode Island, started following it, would see it in the headlines and so forth. And then as I have become older, know some very prominent players. I want to say some of them are former prominent players because they're not, it's really not what it was. What changed that was really when the RICO statute went into effect, they started using that. And then no matter what it was, if you answer the phone, if you're a part of the organization, even if you don't do anything, they uh, can grab you with this whole thing. But we have a new mob that arrived on Federal Hill. And to date, Mayor Lorza still has not said anything. And as I was saying to Dan McGowan, you know, folks, I've watched this over the summer. You had the riot that took place outside Providence Place Mall, started on the Monday night, June 1st. And then the rioting really kicked in after midnight into the early morning hours of June 2nd, Tuesday. And as much as we were hearing from Governor Mundo and Mayor Loza, oh, those aren't Rhode Island people. Those were all outsiders. Nope, not. Well, the, the two people that they have charged with arson on the police cruiser, one lived in Cranston. The other one lived three miles away on Union Avenue or four miles uh, away in Providence. So these are locals. But for most people, people say, wherever you're listing right now, I live in Lincoln. Johnny Skeff says, you know what? I want to go out to dinner on the hill. He gets on 146, he comes 146 south, then he jumps on 95, and then you take the Atwells Avenue exit, you're at the Caprio building, you bear right, you're on the hill. Now, how many people, right, you come to that light at Atwells Avenue, right? If you go left, it takes you into downtown Providence. That's where all the trouble has been. Burnside Park, all the protests lead you up by the State House. You go right, you're on the hill. Well, as you can imagine, most people... Who enjoy, and by the way, I want you, I love Federal Hill. I always have, I have good friends up there. Uh, My favorite restaurants in the state are on Federal Hill. Probably someone said to me, what are your, you know, all the time, one of my favorite restaurants forever, and my kids love it as well, is Angelo's. And then I know Sal at the Old Canteen. I love the Old Canteen. Those are two that I go to. I I have, listen, it's nice to sit in the plaza and be outside at Venda and some of the other places. And Federal Hill is uh, <clears throat> so unique. And then also uh, um, Leonard has his place uh, right there on the hill that has a nice outside courtyard. But uh, they have been in a very difficult situation as you've met all the restaurants. And what has happened is all of the problems, when you think about it, they've really been in the downtown area with the exception of you know, some of the protests were going into South Providence, the shooting at South Providence. That night, the Saturday night, when the protesters were fighting with the police, they started marching down Broad Street into South Providence, down by the intersection of Elmwood Avenue, where Tire King used to be. My friend Danny Lapati and, um, and, of course, Angelo Lapati that started Tire King, Rhode Island. And then, you know, you go much farther down and you have Elmwood Avenue, Reservoir Avenue. Where then you have, that's where the Christopher Columbus statue is. If you continue down Broad Street, you read St. Joseph's Hospital. We had Joe Palino on last week, where Juan was born. 
I was born at St. Joseph's Hospital, uh, youngest of seven, June 19th. And <clears throat> um, Joe has said there's going to be a plaque at the room where Juan was was born. But my point is, it's not like the, you know, the manger, but my point is, all of the problems have basically been there. They have ventured to the east side to protest outside Governor Mundo's house. But this crew that started the public safety complex, they did something very different on Monday night. And I think there needs to be investigation of who's really behind them. You heard Dan McGowan saying, you know, these protesters, they know what they're doing. They're not stupid. I don't fully agree with that. I mean, it's my understanding that they are puppets. There are people behind the scenes. It's There's no question. It's organized, professionally organized, as a matter of fact. And there was I received a lot of pushback. The night of when I went to the big protest with 10,000 people and I saw that it was really union organized. It was the people that were at the um, uh, the Wyatt Detention Center last summer. They are professional protesters. And some of these groups, they just set names up, <clears throat> but they have different people behind them. It's definitely this offshoot of people that attended Brown University. I don't know if they got the degree or not, but they stuck around into the Providence area. They live Providence, Pawtucket. A lot of them live in Pawtucket now. But they they utilize these high school kids. There's a thing that they started at least 10 years ago, probably 11 years ago, the Providence Student Union. Like the, the union, the students are in a union in a way. And they were the ones that they were really being pushed by the unions to go after Education Commissioner Deborah Gist. And one of the original founding members of that was that guy, Aaron Rugenberg. We mentioned him last hour with Dan McGowan of The Globe that ran for lieutenant governor. He, to me, is really one of those, you know, men behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz. But what you saw Monday night, and I was there, by the way. All right, let's just be very clear where this whole thing shakes out among certain members of the media. They just like to talk about things, and then there are those that go and witness it. Now, I was planning on, folks, this afternoon, I wanted to play with you, play for you some of the audio of things they were saying. But the problem is, there's so much profanity when they're addressing the crowd through the bullhorn. There's so much profanity that I, I would have to do extra editing to try to beep out all like that. That's number one. That does not get reported. Now, I'm going to do something. I wasn't initially going to do it, but that Madeline List to the Providence Journal, she was, you know, some of the, quote, media members. I'd like to ask them, are you... With the protesters, are you covering the protesters? Because let's be very clear, folks, something about Juan. I think as most of you know that follow Facebook Live and have followed it, I am certainly not with the protesters. Hardly. They have damaged my car. They have damaged my eyesight. They, uh, I, it's, it's weekly threats sometimes uh, that involve police involvement. Other times I just have to ignore it. And it it's It's just... Uh, horrendous, filthy uh, email messages on social media. They, they are the most vile individuals you can imagine. What's, what is kind of comical is I've kind of, I've never been arrested. I've never been charged with a crime. <clears throat> My family, even when we were kids, no one, we were not, we were not like that. Youngest of seven, all seven went to college. My parents were absolutely fantastic, selfless people. And maybe I'll just do the whole show from the bullhorn. But my point is that I've, I've kind of spent my entire life trying to avoid people like that. But they are just horrendous. However, you know, I realized as I was trying to decide if I was going to use some of the, maybe it sounds a little echoey, uh, use some of the 
audio from the, the protest the other night, the whatever that was on Federal Hill during restaurant week. Okay, and it's all trying to be downplayed. This wasn't at 11 o'clock at night. This wasn't at midnight. No, I, I was there, unlike the cackle and some of these other frauds. Juan was on the scene. The blanking video to prove it. But anyhow, <coughs> you have apologists in the media. You do. I saw them gather at the Providence Public Safety Complex, and they left the Providence Public Safety Complex around 6.15, and they marched over there. They arrived. I'm pretty sure they were in front of Vendor at 6.30. I was there. There were people who were pulling up. They saw what was going on, and they left. Now, I like Rick Simone. I um, He's got a tough job. He's Federal Hill tourism, publicity, and that type of thing. You have one or two choices. You can either really make a big deal about it, which is what I believe, by the way, that's what I think they should do, and really say, Mayor Alorza, why weren't the police there? And set up a no tolerance that this is not going to happen. That is not freedom of speech. Terrorizing, intimidating. And, and what didn't get reported in the Providence Journal? And then someone said, well, Channel, listen, I was there. Channel 12 had a photog there. They have a great photog, a guy that goes on the street for them. There was no reporter there. Channel 10 wasn't there. Channel 6 wasn't there. You have Uncle Atheist, who basically is like their in-house. He documents everything. He's like a professional witness for them. But they were taught. Notice, I'll tell you what was not reported in the journal. Okay? The profanity, the threats. They say they're going to burn down the city. We're going to burn down the courthouse. Okay, we are going to go into the suburbs. It's time to take our show on the road. It's like, like, hey, Cranston, we're coming for you. Federal Hill prior to this was kind of left unscathed through all this madness. And Federal Hill also, as I mentioned in Dan McGowan, because of the pandemic, a lot of the restaurants on Federal Hill, for the most, not all, you have the plaza area, but a lot of them are inside. The old canteen never had outside, outside dining. They did the other night. Angelo's, for the first time, was trying to do outside dining. All of them were. And I watched as people sitting there saw the angry riot mob coming at them and scurrying inside. Other people got in their car and they drove away. People were arriving. It was only 630. It was a beautiful Monday night. I saw people pulling up, asking what's going on and turning around. Forget it. We'll go out to dinner in Cranston. We'll go out to dinner in North Providence. We'll go out to dinner in Swiftfield. Pick a location. So I know they're trying to say, well, there was one person. No, excuse me. There wasn't one person. I had three people with me, two, two or three at different times, who were talking to different people. And I was saying, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? Will they come on? No, they're afraid to come on. And I get it. See, right now, the problem is if you're a restaurant owner, and you go in front of the cameras and say, you know, they, they, they hurt my business the other night. And people didn't want to come. And now I'm getting cancellations. You know what they're afraid of? Let's be obvious. What are they afraid of? Where do you think the mob goes next time? They go right in front of them. This is a mob that Alorza has fueled by his inaction. Because as I write about on DePetro.com, this was not a demonstration of freedom of speech. This was to make it clear that None of Providence is safe. That's what, let's be very clear what this was about. They don't like, if they don't get their way, they'll smash your window. They'll burn you start your store like they burned the St. Pierre Shoe store. These are people that are willing to set a police cruiser on fire. We will loot the way they did at the mall. We don't like that statue. We're going to tear down the statue. We want to talk to Governor Mundo. 
she won't talk to us. So what are we going to do? We're going to go outside her house at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night with a blanking bullhorn and yell, hey, you know, F you, Gina, get out here. Hey, Ramundo, get out here, Gina, get out here. Okay? They do the same thing at Lors' house. We're going to show up at your house at night. <clears throat> and, and can you, you know, think of, it's, it's nighttime. And suddenly, there's not like two voices outside. You have like 30 or 40 people outside screaming F you and all this other stuff. Folks, it is disarming to say the least. I mean, it is alarming is what I meant. But this is the new mob. Okay, they didn't like the fact that people were having a quiet dinner on a beautiful Monday night, the beginning of Restaurant Week in Providence on Monday. They, they, they didn't like that. And as they said, our life is upset, so we're going to make sure your life is upset. That's what that was. That was a shot off the bow. The one there were, There's two basic areas that people have felt they were somewhat immune from what is going on. One is the Thayer Street area in Providence over on the east side. But then it was Federal Hill. They didn't like seeing these cars coming in from the suburbs. And they don't go downtown. They don't go downtown. They don't. Not anymore. It's not safe. No, but they'd see the cars going. <clears throat> and let's also be honest, predominantly, predominantly, the crowd is Caucasian that goes to the hill. They don't continue straight and then take a right on Broad Street. Some people eat on Broadway. Don't get me wrong. But no, this was to really put it up, you know, I'm not going to say it a certain body part. This is the new mob. So you chased out organized crime, right? You don't have the old man, as they used to call Raymond L.S. at Coinomatic. He used to say the old man wants to see you at the office. That meant that Raymond Patriarca wanted to see you up at Coinomatic and then go into the alleyway next to Coinomatic and have a very brief meeting. No, this was a different. This is a mob and their goal is to instill fear. If you're in Lincoln or Cranston or Johnston or Smithfield or Cumberland and you were thinking going out on Federal Hill, think again. Think long and hard. And what is so preposterous that I am so mad the local media, there was no shooting in Providence. There was no shooting on Federal Hill. There's nothing like that. This happened in Wisconsin where this went on. There were five murders the last two weeks in Providence. Where were this group? If Black Lives Matter, what about the five black men that were killed on Prairie? See, they don't want to solve those murders. No, and there are people that have information with who's involved with those murders, who we don't talk to the police because all they do is keep hearing a message of blank the police, right? That's right. Racist cops, racist police. It is so outrageous what has been going on. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show in the media, to me, I, this 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 narrative of this peaceful protesters and the journal selecting the photo that shows them sitting down. They were having a moment of silence. We were having a moment of silence. It's black lives having a moment of silence. And I'm in a male jumper. And I'm here because Black Lives Matter, you racist cops. I'm going to wear a male jump. I mean, enough of this foolishness. These angry white people that have been showered in days. Not big fans of deodorant screaming, Black Lives Matter. Oh, shut up. Go back to the Cranston Street Armory. God almighty. You don't even see Johnny Rotten doing that anymore. God. I, I, I Listen, there were over 100 and there were 
if there were 100 people, 95 of them were white or right around there, 90 to 95. Okay, why don't you go march down Broad Street where five people were killed? Black on black crime. This portion of the program is brought to you by R&R Roofing. Folks, is it time for a new roof? It is. All right. I'm going to give you the phone number. All work is guaranteed. Free estimate. Over 40 years in business. All types of shingles, flat roofs. It's Richard Rossi. He's the owner. Call R&R Roofing today at 823-1330. If someone could type that in to the comments on Facebook. If it's time for a new roof, R&R Roofing, 823-1330. 823-1330. Fully insured, licensed. Uh, Better Business Bureau. <clears throat> Better Business Bureau gives them an A+. Angie's List. Award winner, 10 years in a row. R&R Roofing. This is a perfect time to invest in your home. With a new roof. And it it doesn't matter what the rest of your home is like. If you have a problem with your roof, forget about it. None of the rest of the stuff matters. Call R&R Roofing today. 823-1330. 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. 40 years experience. Impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Fully licensed and insured. Job site is waterproof daily. Free estimate. And all work guaranteed with the owner always on site. R&R Roofing. Call Richard Rossi. He's the real deal. As I like to say, it's like hiring Bill Belichick to do your roof. 823-1330. For R&R Roofing. Call them. Just fantastic. They are, as I like to say, the real deal. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, as many of you know, so the protesters, they vandalized my car. <clears throat> they smashed the side window. That, you know, you look out to see if there's anyone behind you on the highway. They damaged and spray painted the uh, passenger door and then spray painted Black Lives Matter, F the police or ACAB on it. So we had to get a paint job. I had to get the damage out and get a new window. Where did I bring it? West Fountain Auto Body. Now, most people, they bring their vehicle there if you were in an auto accident. If someone hit your car, maybe someone did. Or here's the thing. Maybe you know someone who someone they were in an auto accident, whether it is someone you work with. Or a family member, West Fountain Auto Body, Auto Repair. Call them today, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. The original, the best. I'll tell you, Kenny, Patricia, they will get your vehicle back on the road. They do great work. West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. Now, we're going to have a special guest in just a moment. And then, folks, next hour, we will have um, a guest because of, boy, last night. Oh, good. Perfect. We're going to talk with uh, Robin Armstrong uh, from the Republican National Con- uh, Committee is going to join us uh, next hour. That was a phenomenal night. You know, Melania Trump, you want to talk about a first lady with class. The, so far, I think the Republican National Convention, I think, has been a complete home run. When you see the various speakers in, um, in, in last night, but of course, and I'll get into it, you know, Bette Midler and some of these others viciously attacking the First Lady Melania. It is, it is uh, really, really just absolutely horrendous and disgraceful. And uh, what they go through and the criticism, she was elegant. She is... Um, Wildly intelligent, as you, as we all know, 
And I thought she, and, and the whole element last night, she talked about the pandemic. She talked about the loss of life. She talked about problems with race relations. I thought, um, I thought Melania Trump was just terrific. Folks, joining us right now, we have a special guest. She uh, works for uh, Rhode Island Monthly. And I want to say good afternoon. And I believe this is our friend, Sarah Francis. Good afternoon, Sarah. Hey there, John. How are you? I am very well, Sarah Francis, and I apologize. <laughs> I don't have your title in front of me. You are what's your I'm the editor? The I'm editor, the editor of, of course. My Island goodness. Monthly. All right, all right. The editor of Rhode Island Monthly. And folks, mm-hmm. even with the pandemic, uh, and this has been a, a, a challenge because the best of Rhode Island party every year since John Palumbo, Sarah Francis, since you guys started this, the Rhode Island Monthly Best of Rhode Island Party, without question, has been the party of the summer in Rhode Island. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, that was one of the, the big casualties at the PPAC and missing from the Rhode Island landscape. But the good news is there's a different way to do this. Well, yes, you're right. Thank you. Um, we, this is a, the 27th year that we, we will be doing a, a celebration of the best of Rhode Island. This is the first year we're going to be doing it virtually because, as you said in the past, we've done a, a big bash Last year it was actually at Vets because um, we couldn't do it at PPAC. Hamilton was on. Hamilton, that's right. For many years it was on at PPAC. Last year it was at Vets. This year we're doing it. We're doing it virtually because we wanted to. We wanted to keep that history going on. So it's a virtual celebration of this year's winners, and um, it's going to be live streaming on our website. The winners will be live streamed tomorrow night at seven thirty on our website, which is rimonthly.com. And it will also be on uh, NBC10's website, turnto10.com. And there are more than 300 winners. We love, to, we love to celebrate our local businesses and our, just our local people who are doing wonderful things and places to go, uh, cool things to do, things to eat. Even even in, the, in these days of social distancing, there's a lot out there to celebrate. So we hope everybody will tune in. Folks, put this to Sarah Francis from Rhode Island Monthly. And Sarah, a couple things. Um, I think it's remarkable. 27 years, Rhode Island Monthly celebrating the best of Rhode Island. And from what I understand, this year, 100,000 votes. And that is really just in this day and age to get, when you think, that is like, that is 10% of the participants, even actually more than that. Because when you take out the children, it's really then uh, the 700,000 adults, basically, 750 in Rhode Island. That, that is close to a 20% participation rate. There are other parts of the country, if a newspaper ever did anything, if the L.A. Times ever did something and had 4% of Los Angeles participate, it would be a banner day. That is an enormous amount. That is incredible. It shows to the staying power and the commitment of Rhode Island Monthly. Well, thank you. You know, we did our online readers poll this year in the month of May. Usually we do it in April. And it's, people can vote for um, their favorites in the categories I mentioned, you know, place, their favorite place to go for dinner or their favorite doggy dare, daycare place or their favorite art gallery. And we honestly, we pushed it off a month because it was right in the middle of the pandemic and we really weren't sure what kind of response we would get with from you know people voting but it turned out to be very gratifying we had as you said almost a hundred thousand votes which is amazing and um we 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 were very we were 
we were really pleasantly surprised that people responded the way they did. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, the Vets Auditorium, now that's where each week, uh, and actually next week it's every day for Governor Mundo's briefings. It is That is such a tremendous facility. But I know that... You know, Lynn Singleton and Alan Chile that run the PPAC and, you know, John Palumbo, who's been, uh, you know, well, the owner of an Island Monthly at its inception. Um, it is um, I, my my hope is that we they figure out how to handle this so we can have events like this uh, where in the past it was up on the big marquee and it's such a, a beautiful way to do it. But now tell everyone again, Sarah. So it's tomorrow night, 730. Tomorrow night. Yep. Tomorrow night, 730. It's on our website, which is rimonthly.com we will be live streaming the celebration there and you can also go to turn turntoten.com which is NBC 10's website and then if you if you can't make it tomorrow night you could, they will be uh, rebroadcasting it on NBC 10 on the air next Thursday at 7:30 so next Thursday September 3rd if you can't tune in tomorrow night on our website, rimonthly.com or turn to 10.com. Um, and all will be revealed. Everybody, we will, we know, winners know they've won something. They don't know what they've won. And so we hope everybody tunes in to see, um, see the results. Folks, she is Sarah Francis from Rhode Island Monthly. Sarah, great job. Looking forward to tomorrow night. And then also, I'm going to do you. a Facebook Live watch party the night that it's coming cool. up, that it's going to be on like that. Cool. Well, Sarah, congratulations. John. Thank you very much. Yes, I am. I can't wait to Have watch it. Thank you very much. All right, Sarah. Thanks. Folks, Sarah Francis of Rhode Island Monthly. Folks, good afternoon. It is John DePietro. So that's uh, tomorrow night, uh, Rhode Island Monthly Best of. So very excited about that. Find out exactly how one has uh, been rewarded. I did receive that in the mail, so we'll uh, have to wait and tune in. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you. Now, again, tomorrow night, obviously, is... Uh, Massive night between the uh, Rhode Island Monthly and then uh, President Trump. I mean, tonight, Vice President Pence is going to speak. And then tomorrow night, our leader, President Trump, is going to address the people. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Vero Industries. Over 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals. I'm going to give you a phone number in just a moment. If you would like to be a little more liquid, gold is at an all-time high. Call Vero Industries today. 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, and new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets of pieces, watches, half earring pieces. Also, a buyer sell of individual coins and collections. East Providence and Warwick. Now, here's the number. Leo will either come to you, to your home, or they have two locations, East Providence and Warwick, Vero Industries, 434 8900. Weekend and evening points available. Evening appointments are available at your location or theirs. Call Leo at Vero Industries. 434-8900. 434-8900. Vero Industries. 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, and new. Silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets of pieces. Uh, 434-8900. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1237. It's John DePietro. I want to say good afternoon to uh, everybody tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. Again, now we go till 2 o'clock today. Next week is going to be interesting because next week, Governor Mundo is having daily press briefings uh, based on everything that's going on with the schools. And obviously, we'll be there and we'll be uh, covering it. And then um, tonight, we will be doing a, a Facebook Live watch party. 
for uh, night three of the convention. I think the convention has been uh, really been going terrific. But this situation that's going on right now in Wisconsin is uh, it, it's just so appalling. And the fact that the Democrat Party won't call them out on it. I mean, what what has happened that we can. What has happened that we can no longer you have a party where you had two dead, one wounded last night. Arms. I mean, this is absolutely insanity that the Democrat Party, Joe Biden and Kamala, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, whatever you want to say, that they will not call out the rioters and the protesters and and condemn the actions. Bed Midler branded a racist saying Melania Trump still can't speak English. What an absolute disgrace. I went on Bed Midler's Twitter feed and it is just so angry and the things that she was tweeting that is is just it is absolutely disgraceful. This Bed Midler with almost two thousand two million followers by the way. So some of the things um, that were on here that she's putting, uh, let's see, from last night now, she put about uh, Melania Trump. Oh, God, she still can't speak English. And then two hours ago, she put, why not? Giving them a taste of their own immigrant bashing medicine. I guess they're not keen. Um, What was the other thing? That they the how about this one from one Bed Midler retweeted this funny thing about Melania exploiting her immigrant story is she's a racist birther who spread the conspiracy theory that Obama wasn't born in the U.S. because he's black. That is a lie. That is an absolute lie. Whoever this Brian Tyler Cohen is, the whole bertha thing was because Obama has relatives in Kenya and they couldn't find the birth certificate in Hawaii. That's where that stemmed from. I mean, he he had relatives and there were people saying they thought he was born in Kenya. That's what that was about. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger can't couldn't run for president. Not that he would now. But when he was governor of California, they because he wasn't a natural born citizen. And that's one of our requirements. But the fact that uh, but Ben Midler, the hatred that she was putting out last night towards Melania Trump. Just absolutely pathetic um, and just so rotten. They, they just, you know what, the, the, here's the thing. This goes beyond just political differences, okay? This goes beyond political differences. This is Bed Midler and a lot of the people. And if you're a Trump supporter, you know this already. And that is, and those on Facebook Live, let's get a big thumbs up. Folks, again, looking forward to seeing people this afternoon. If you can, I'll be at the uh, Trump store in Smithfield. Stop by going to do a Facebook Live from there. I thought last night was uh, fantastic. And how great. I love seeing that kid Nick Sandman. And then at the end, he put on his uh, Make America Great Again hat. I'll play his uh, comments. He was absolutely terrific last night when uh, he talked about the takedown. I'm going to play that. God, that kid was great last night. But they're, they're, they're just so, they're, they're rotten people. They're absolutely rotten people. And I'm also told even Don Lemon admitted that Joe Biden is too weak to stand up to the looters and the rioters. Let me hear a little bit of this. This was apparently last night on uh, CNN. That uh, this, what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot. 
support Democrats. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. And it's not going to go away. And so, unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to come out and talk about it. I do think that uh, this, what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. And it's not going to go away. And so, unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to. He won't. Because he's afraid to. That was Don Lemon on CNN saying that. Don Lemon saying that. And the hatred towards Melania Trump. And my prayers are with those who are ill or suffering. I know many people are anxious and some feel helpless. I want you to know you are not alone. My husband's administration will not stop fighting until there is an effective treatment or vaccine available to everyone. Donald will not rest until he has done all he can to take care of everyone impacted by this terrible pandemic. You know, she was just terrific last night, folks, and um, really, really fantastic in in talking about that and just her demeanor and and the the viciousness and vitriol that has been going on but i also want to touch on so they had a press conference this morning and this guy that got shot jacob blake and and let me also just say this folks right now at 12 44 i i've watched that now you could talk about poor police training okay i get it shot him seven times in the back bad shouldn't happen but let's be very clear this is someone they're called let's just stop for a moment you're called into a situation they don't have a roadmap narrative of what's going on when you're called to something like that you're trying to figure out who made the complaint who's involved here the person that is involved could be inside the house people are coming out of the house there's people all over the place you're just trying to determine what's going on and this guy is not listening to police. And when someone says, all right, sir, stop right there. Push his pass up. Sir, stop right now. Gun out. Sir, I am w- warning you, halt right there. You know, one of two things. Has no intentions of cooperating with them. He's either going to get in that car, that now we find out there were children in the car, and he is going to gun it out of there. And if he, you know, jammed out and, and peeled out of there, And then crashed. Who do you think they would blame? The police. He was not going to get in the car and just sit there. What, is he having a timeout? He was either going for a weapon or he was going to floor it and get out of there. 
no accountability with the individual in any way. He wasn't calmly walking out of his house, going for a quiet walk, checking the mail, and then suddenly, boom, they start firing. All of that is left out. They were responding to a domestic call. It, it is outrageous. And then I see, you know, the Raptors may sit out a game against the Celtics because of this. Does the, does the truth matter anymore? The police tell you, hold it right there. Whatever's going on, I don't know what was going on. But they were called into the situation and they've been called there before. So it certainly seemed like one or two things. He was either going to get in that car, had no intention of cooperating and peel out of there, or he was going for a weapon. You know, last night I, I retweeted someone put a there's, there's body cam footage of a guy that they show him that the, the, he reaches in the car and he does shoot the police. None of that. There's no talk of that in any way. And think, think how outrageous this is that on Monday night, that's why these people descended on Federal Hill. So now we have, you know, Jacob Blake Sr. now in Wisconsin. Here we go. Audio's not that good. You know, now listen, they shot my son seven times, seven times, like he didn't matter. But my son matters. He's a human being and he matters. What about the kids in the car? Why were the police called out there? I mean, this is the none of them want to talk about. None of them want to talk about the fact that they didn't just show up there. And then what are the police supposed to do? You know, what what were the police look at Monday night? People say, where were the police on Federal Hill on Monday night? Well, what are they supposed to do? A lord tells them to stand down. If they go up towards them, then they're accused of harassing the group. <clears throat> the police are in a no-win situation here. This is so unfair to do what our law enforcement. There's no accountability at all. If, the, if, if these groups want to be taken serious, the rioting is unacceptable. You know, Don Lemon is right. And, and, but hear me out. I think if you are, in fact, a suburban voter and you live in Wisconsin and you're looking at this, you, you know, Biden and, Camilla, and uh, the, Kamala Harris, they won't even condemn it. This could become a way of life. This becomes something you have to get used to. Why do you have to get used to it? And, folks, you know, the other night it was on Federal Hill. But where do you think it's going to be next time? Under Biden and Harris, defund the police, and they're going to take it to the suburbs. And one of the things that Biden wants to do, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1249. It's John DePietro on this uh, Wednesday. Is Joe Biden, they want more low-income housing all over. So you live in Cumberland, and you have some a nice development, and you have some land. Guess what? Boom. Biden administration, federal government's going to come in. That's low-income housing. They don't have to pay as much. You live in Cumberland. You paid $350,000, $400,000 for your house. They're going to have low-income housing, and they only have to pay 100000 
And there you welcome, meet your new neighbors. That's who you're with. That's what you saved your money for. That's the cul-de-sac in community that you were trying to raise your children and you still are. Nope. And if you object, what do you what do you think? Think you are what does that make you? Well, we all know what that makes you. It makes you a racist if you object to it. Because that's always the card they like to pull. You know, as um and then and and what I want you to understand is that is this is not just on a national basis. Now yesterday, and notice folks, I, I so far I have held off that there was going to be a media story that I got called on that I was supposedly at Colt State Park on Sunday harassing Black Lives Matters protesters. And I, I told you that a member of the media contacted me and said they have um, eyewitnesses that have you there. Now, those of you that follow the program know how preposterous that is because, no, I, I was in Rocky Point. Warwick, Warwick section on Sunday and I was filming from there so and I said right off the bat I don't know if this is a mistake or what oh no they're insisting so anyhow long story short late yesterday I then heard back because I was saying to this media outlet and I'm not going to say who it was because um, first they were saying well we're going to put in the story that you deny it and I said it's not a matter I'm denying it it, it never happened that's, that's ridiculous. And I, I told you, like, the question, well, when did you leave Bristol? I said I was never in Bristol. You can see it right there. I was filming the Trump boat parade from Rocky Point. Well, we heard that you were harassing protesters there, and then you were harassing the protesters outside Veterans Auditorium on Monday, and then you were harassing the protesters on Federal Hill. So what is this that you harass the protesters? I said that's completely false. Number one, I was not at Colt State Park. On Monday, and if you if you run on Sunday, if you run that story, I'm telling you there's going to be legal action. And number two, no, I was broadcasting, and these people that are being used as pawns with the unions that don't want any in school learning, they came and set up and started to have tried to have a rally as we were having our broadcast. But one of the things is when I did speak with them yesterday, and I said, "Well, did you speak with?" The quote eyewitnesses, right? Did you go back? Because the this protester or one of the protesters, I'm not sure, contacted the media outlet and said, Yeah, John, I posted it on Facebook. John DePietro was harassing those protesters at Colt State Park. I said, Well, did you ask them about it? And and the reporter said that the protester, here's what they got back. Here's what the word that came back. The protester is still too traumatized to talk about it. So they couldn't then confirm with them. Uh, because they wanted to say, well, he's meaning me. He's saying he wasn't there. So I said, so in other words, when they first contacted you, you got to write a story. And he was harassing the protesters at Colt State Park in Bristol. We're positive. We have eyewitnesses. And it was John DePietro there. And he's a Trump supporter. And he, you know, he's a troublemaker. Even Ramondo said he's a troublemaker. And you got to do a story on this. But then when you, I was saying this to the reporter. So then when you contacted them again. And said, did you come up with the, quote, eyewitnesses? They were all too traumatized now to talk about. Why weren't they too traumatized in the beginning when they contacted you? Well, I don't know. And now we're not sure. And it is true. We did look at the video. And it, it I like this. It does look like you're in war. What, what do you mean it does look? I No, here, it was something like it kind of looks like you are in Warwick. You know, that's wrong. No, it doesn't kind of look like I was in Warwick. I was in Warwick. And, 
you know, the what time did you leave Bristol? Well, is it possible? Did you have someone working the Cameron Ward, but you were in Bristol? I was not there. What did the protesters say? They said they had eyewitnesses, people that could put me at the scene. Well, they're too traumatized to talk about it now. So they may drop the whole story. So be it. Too traumatized. Oh, so when called out, when the the eyewitnesses were like, all right, let's let's talk to these. So we have eyewitnesses that saw him there. Let's talk to these eyewitnesses. I said, let's talk to the eyewitnesses. I want to know who it was. So they always had their phones out. They must have me, right, on video over there. They must have a picture of me, something like that. Let's talk to the eyewitnesses. Oh, they're too traumatized to talk about it now. Oh, they're too traumatized. My goodness, victims again. First they, first they were victimized on Sunday. Now they're victimized again. It's a life of being a victim. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Wednesday, where tonight is day three of the Republican National Convention, and I think so far President Trump is doing a fantastic job, is brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You could call Marie at It's My Health, 305-3585. Now, those on Facebook, I hold up this nice picture. I bet you've driven past this old white church on Menden Road. Listen, pop in. You've been, someone said, you know, Juan, I've ridden by that church a bunch of times. We'll pop in and see them. It's my health, because inside vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like high berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, decent spices, hemp and CBD products, natural skincare products. You have the fantastic antioxidant acai berry, which is not only available at uh, Dave's in East Greenwich, but also at It's My Health in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie. They have children's vitamins. Folks, it's your health, so stop in and see Marie. By the way, the service is tremendous. Marie is courteous. She is prompt. She is knowledgeable. You know, and in this day and age, you order something online, who knows how long it's going to take or anything. Go, then you got to return it. You get the wrong thing. Stop it and see Marie. It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Call her at 305-3585. 305-3585. It's my health in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. This portion of the program, you know, I was, um, we were grilling, I think yesterday, or last night, actually. Uh, I don't know. And then uh, my son said, you know, I, I this propane tank's going a little low. What did I say? I said, it looks like I need to stop in and see my friend Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see him. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. This is where you go for your propane. Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane. And it's very simple. He will refill your Blue Rhino tank for just 15 bucks. He's open seven days a week, nine to seven. Propane tanks and supplies. Drive in, no wait. Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane. You can call him at 621-8129. 621-8129. Johnson Propane. 9 to 7, 904 Manchester Avenue in Providence. Now, where is that? It's in front of the Stop and Shop, and he's right next door to the Wendy's. You'll see the big propane tank. Johnson Propane. I need to go in and see Phil. And remember, he'll refill your Blue Rhino tank for 15 bucks. Most places, if you bring them, hear me out, a Blue Rhino tank, they swap it out, and they charge you 22 bucks. Not Phil Johnson with Johnson Propane. 15 bucks. Stop it and see Phil. And the guy's a patriot and he's a Trump fan. Stop it and see him. Johnson Propane. Worth the trip. Since 1971, Joe Dorley cut the ribbon when he opened right across from where Doris Vending used to be of David Eat fame. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Johnson 
propane. Phil is the, he's the mayor of that area for crying out loud. 621-8129. I was um I was so happy for the first lady Melania Trump. Folks, it's not easy in the way they go after her, her family, young Baron. Uh, Melania Trump, lady, first lady makes her case. Absolutely fantastic. Now you look at the headline. Could the president pull off another upset? I thought the first two nights have been great. And that Nick Sandman, God, that kid was just terrific. And he supports the president. And he also, you know, talked about the fact that how rotten they were. And I was so happy for him last night. He is so well-spoken in the way that he then uh, put on his hat at the end. My classmates and I visited the Lincoln Memorial. I found myself face-to-face with Nathan Phillips and other professional protesters looking to turn me into the latest poster child showing why Trump is bad. Yep. While the media portrayed me as an aggressor with a relentless smirk on my face, In reality, the video confirms I was standing with my hands behind my back and an awkward smile on my face that had two thoughts. One, don't do anything that might further agitate the man banging a drum in my face. And two, I was trying to follow a family friend's advice, never to do anything to embarrass your family, your school, or your community. He was uh, just terrific. I was so happy for him. Folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Another big hour ahead. We're going to check in with another person in the Republican National Convention. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. So let's break, uh, get an update in the 1 o'clock news. A lot more ahead. Next hour, we'll talk to you more about last night of the convention, tonight of the convention. More also on the uh, continuing problems with Mayor Lorza. In the situation on Federal Hill and in Providence with some of the protesters. So a lot more to go. The Power Hour is next right here on the John DeBee.